Okie doke. Um, we got David the cat here. He's um, he's laying on the bed right there and uh, just listening to me do my podcast. But anyways, let's go jump on to segment number five for season six, episode seven, with the theme of Navajo Nation Parade Special. This is land uh, lack of agency support. This segment explores how the so-called leaders were not involved or even supported their own floats to show concern or support for their fellow veterans. And this is where, you know, it, it bothers me that these veterans that really supported Bobby and Olin to get in the positions they're in have no problem with them not being a part of the float, not promoting the, excuse me, the agency or the Navajo nation veterans, um, altogether, you know, there was, you know, with all the money those two assholes make, they couldn't afford to pay $300 for a float or get a float made or work together or tell, even tell the veterans, Hey, look, we want to represent ourselves for the window rock fair parade. And then we want to do that for ship rock. And then for, uh, was that tuba city and wherever else they have the parade, there was nothing, man. And then the only thing there was uh, that represented the veterans other than Clagato, from what I know or from what I heard, was the Navajo Nation female veterans group. And that flag that I had that was made for the Fort Defiance Agency veterans, I tried to give that over to the... Um, the women veterans, because there's a Hogan on that design of the flag that is a female Hogan. And I thought, okay, well, that's perfect. You know, it's perfect for these ladies. And there's a male Hogan. That one, I think it was more pointed and that would have been great for the agency. But I was at the time I designed it, I just got that Hogan and threw it in there, uh, put it in there. And when it finally came together, some people were saying, oh, that's a female Hogan. I was like, really? So then I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, you know, yeah, it's just to show that um, we're always, uh, you know, supporting our homeland. And, you know, trying to tie it all in, trying to have all this um, significant um, little pieces of information that could make it sound more, more attracting for other people to start using. But... Anyways, the female veterans, they never got back to me on that. And so what they were marching was with was with a banner. And I'm like, that's what I was trying to do with you ladies, you know, work together so we can create, you know, something other than a crappy banner. You know, they didn't even have like a logo. They, I, I don't know what their colors were, but I definitely would have seen them looking better off in that um that flag design the the brown or the tan brown the red and the yellow that way people wouldn't say oh it's just all for um um it's based off of the marines you know it's like no it's not a marine design it's just we're trying to do something different here and man i had all this ideas and that few months ago when i think it was back in april uh, was April or March over at the Twin Arrows Casino. That's where they were having this, uh, what was it? 
recognition day. I think it might have been for the Code Talkers. But, um, or was it female veterans recognition, uh, resi- <laughs> recognition day or something like that. And that's where I ran into one of the ladies that was like the head of the thing. And I was telling her, look, man, this is what I got. And this is what I'm doing. And she's like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And I showed her on my phone how I designed all this and what it was supposed to be and how it was supposed to represent the female veterans. And she goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, give me one of your business cards. So I gave her one. She goes, oh, I like that. Give me another one. So I gave her two. And to this day, I haven't heard jack shit from her. So I'm like, okay, all right. Well, it's obvious that you ladies don't want, you know, no one to help you with this. You want to do it on your own? Fine, you know. So that really goes back into how this whole fair parade just only had those ladies doing that when – it could have been so much more, man, you know, and, you know, those, um, they could have been marching with not so much pink guns, but like they could have been marching with not guns. What am I saying? Guns, rifles. They could have been marching with rifles that were colored and designed like the flag. So it gives it a little bit more of an appeal rather than just straight black rifles, you know, marching down the road. So I guess they won first place for their float and they were, I don't know, like five floats behind us. So, you know, that's where I'm really thinking like, damn, if, if only those Clagato spouses had voted for me to be Clagato veteran commander, ah, damn, man, I, back in, uh, January of this year, 2023, that would have been very, um, helpful to the organization because I would have been already like making plans. Like I said, back in May or possibly even in Jan, July, I mean, July, January. So that's where, you know, the biggest downfall of those spouses were looking at me saying, Oh, well, he doesn't speak fluent Navajo enough, so we're not going to vote for him. I was like, come on, man. Are you serious? You know? And so anyways, and then what also pissed me off was the, uh, Clagatil veteran commander not stepping down. He should have just stepped down because he had eye surgery and he had knee surgery. So he wasn't too sure if he would, he was going to be able to make it to these other meetings. And this whole time he's not produced a goddamn thing, man. So I was like, you know, that's what was going through my mind as we were walking down the parade route. And I just, we passed by the Sabinito um, Navajo Veteran Administration blue building. And it just looked like it was dead, you know, no support, no care. You know, it just looked like an apathetic, empty building, you know, and for all the hype that these other people gave to Bobby and Olin to be taking over and making changes and giving the veterans what they want and all this shit and bullshit and garbage. There was, you know, nothing. It was, it was just showing that everything that I had done, even when before those two became assholes and backstabbers and and sellouts before that, you know, they knew what I was up to. They knew what I was doing and, I was trying to work with them on it. They never, also, they're just like, you know, typical Navajos. They never got back to me on it. So, um, so everything that I was doing it, hopefully a lot of people had seen that 
or a lot of veterans had seen it and thought, oh, okay, that's what he was talking about this whole time. This is what he was pushing for. This is what he was trying to promote. And, um, you know, he obviously he didn't want to wait around for other veterans and commanders to join him. So he done it on his own. And the other thing was that it made the Klagato veterans commander look good of all the stuff that I had already done and the flags that I had made, the promotional items that I've done and these other avenues of approach to get uh, people aware of just what the Klagato, the Klagato, just what the Navajo veterans are going through, you know? So that's where, you know, I, I, to this day, um, oh, cause tonight is, um, Thursday, uh, September 20th. So we've already passed the half halfway point of the month and, oh, not the 20th, the 17th. That's today. So with that being said, it's Sunday, the 17th. There we go. So hopefully upload this uh, tomorrow morning, Monday, or sometime in the afternoon during the day. But that just kind of really shows you what kind of leadership that we got. And if anything, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be busting my ass trying to make these other assholes look good. So what I'm just doing is just making sure that people understand or these other veterans that think that they can't do much else, that they can look at me like as a, I don't know, one man promotion machine, you know, and that, that does take a lot of work. That does take a lot of coordination, you know, I guess an eye for looking at details and designs colors, what's going to stick out, you know, what the wording is going to look like, the font, um, the text uh, style and, you know, what your motto is going to be, what your mascot going to be, you know, all that. I just tried to, excuse me, I just tried to show these commanders at these meetings, look, I'm not saying I'm, you know, an expert in this, but if you want me to work with you, I am more than willing to work with you. I'm more than willing to help you out because, you know, that whole thing with the uh, coronavirus garbage bullshit nonsense, it just, you know, just kind of really made me look at the Navajo veterans as easily overcome, um, inferior. It made them look really weak that they gave up and quit real easy and, accepted the mask mandates and wanted to get their shots right away and didn't want to talk to me saying, oh, well, you know, you haven't gotten your shots yet. You're not wearing your face cover. You're not wearing your mask. And I would tell them, hey, look, this is what I was trained for in the military, in the army, chemical warfare. And this whole goddamn thing doesn't make it, you know, any bit of sense. And, you know, why should I get vaccinated? Why should I wear this face cover when, I know that's not going to stop this virus because it's the government. They're going to, they're controlling this whole thing and they'll bring it up again later. Like they, like they've been doing with that terrorism bullshit and the war on drugs, you know, war on homelessness. They lose all these wars, man. And just like how Joe Biden pulled out those people from um, Afghanistan too early and a lot of them got killed. Oh man, that's a whole nother can of worms right there. But my point being is that the government's always going to be in control of the narrative of what the public should be fearing. So, and like I've said before in season three and season four that I think I've even said this in season two that, 
you know, my profession as a chemical operations specialist or chemical warfare specialist in the military was all for nothing. It's just bullshit according to what the CDC came up with, you know, and even before then, the uh, chemical corps in the United States Army really didn't have anything to do with the um, CDC. Uh, and, you know, all that stuff that I was learning and I was uh, being taught when I was going through AIT, Advanced Individual Training in the military, it really had nothing to do with them saying, oh, well, here's going to be a virus and this is how, you know, you stop the virus and you got to wear a face cover. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, whatever, man, you know, but as far as all that goes, that's, that's a whole nother subject. You know, I can always bring it up again later, but, uh, my whole point being is that, you know, just looking at the way veterans are treated, uh, during the whole, uh, coronavirus bullshit, um, you know, it, it was just reflective of how they did not want to get their floats ready for the, um, for the Navajo Nation Fair Parade. You know, I, I know that's a stretch of what I'm trying to make my point about, but I, I was just really hoping that it would be something worth bringing up that these other veteran organizations, hopefully they saw me, the ones that knew me, and they said, oh, look, there he is, man. Oh, that's what he's talking about. Oh, look, I didn't know we had an agency flag. And they're like, yeah, he, you know, pretty much kept promoting it to the point where he just ended up just kind of giving up because the veteran commanders, they just were more focused on getting free money for their veterans and not really looking at promoting or advertising or taking a different route to improve their social standings or their financial status. And that's where, you know, I wanted to make sure that if anything, you know, I'm, you know, I was being transparent on what I'm doing, you know? So, um, as far as that goes, you know, yeah, that was a big, big time disappointment from the executive director and that ass kissing position, um, veterans, ah, oh, shit. I keep wanting to say liaison. I, I, damn, I keep forgetting a stupid word that the assholes, uh, his, what his job is. But anyways, so that was a big time disappointment and you know, hopefully I embarrassed them by what I had prepared, what I had done and, um, just kind of marching forward, marching on, you know, I can't wait for anybody, you know? And then that was the other thing. I hope if our nonprofit president was there, I hope she felt like shit when she saw all the stuff that I had done and her doing all this stupid witchcraft against me was just kind of like making her feel like an, a fucking idiot, you know? So that would be pretty much where I'd be like, well, you know, you either work with me or you work against me, but get the hell out of my way. Cause I can't stop. So anyways, other than that, uh, let's go wrap that up and then wrap up the final, um, segment by jumping on to number six of the night, which will be FDAVO Fort Defiance agency, veteran organization involvement. Then we will call it a night. <laughs>